Welcome to No Comparison with your hosts, John and Sarah, a show where we pit two completely different things against each other, and our guest judge chooses a winner. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm doing great. I feel pretty good. Feeling good? You, you going on your uh, weekly walk still? Weekly. I'm not. They're not weekly. They're daily, Sarah. I care Watch about. Watch out. I care about my life and my health, so I'm trying to walk. And this last week, we got our assigned topics, you know, for the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went through a whole roller coaster of emotion <laughs> because when I, as we'll hear later in the show, my topic. I uh, wasn't super excited about, and I felt kind of down about it, and I thought, man, I'm just going to, Sarah's just going to really beat me badly. It's going to be humiliating, and that's how I felt on day one, mm-hmm. but then day two, I got up in the morning, and it was like the Rocky theme was in my head, <laughs> and so I'm running the stairs, I'm making the drink out of raw eggs, mm-hmm. I am fired up, I'm like, you know what, I'm taking it over the top this week. And then on day three, when you had salmonella, what happened? Uh, I went to the ER. <laughs> they asked me why. I gave them the whole story. And they're like, you're a lunatic. And, you know, <laughs> sleep it off. But no, I've, I've, I've been feeling good ever since then. I'm fired up about it. And then awesome. right before we started this evening, I felt really bad about it again and thought, yeah, I'm going to get crushed. Wow, this has been. This has been like an up and down situation for you. Yeah, parabola. That's- going on uh, like i said like a roller coaster i don't i don't know math so much so <laughs> I, I like to think of it as a roller coaster <laughs> what, what's been going on with you any like awesome celebrity encounters or anything did you did you bump into i don't know cheryl teagues is she still alive i shouldn't say that i don't know you know no celebrity sightings but i let me tell you the most interesting thing that happened to me this week earlier in the week I had the pleasure of sharing a meal with some friends and one of the people brought dessert. So I've had a key lime pie in my refrigerator for Ooh. the week. So we only ate half of it at the, the shindig and the other half was left in my refrigerator. So that's what I've been working on. That's been my week. <laughs> Is there any left? It depends on how you look at it. There's either two small pieces or one very large piece left. Yesterday, I had a piece after lunch and after dinner, literally said to my husband, if you have two pieces of pie in one day, dot, 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 and texted several people to get their opinion, everyone was very pro. Go for it. You yeah. have one life to live. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm dealing with that. That's, that's been my week. <laughs> well, I think it's remarkable that there's any pie left over whatsoever. I'm a bastion of self-control. I mean, <laughs> clearly. Or, or, or neglecting your culinary um duties you should that thing should be gone it's true it's true i'm gonna work on that after this i uh, figured don't eat a bunch of key lime pie right before you podcast it's <laughs> good life advice well i'm super excited about our uh, guest judge this week should we go ahead and uh, bring her on oh yeah awesome uh jesse are you there i am here hey welcome to the show thank you so much for having me i'm really excited to to judge you both it's just my favorite <laughs> thing to do that is what we need. We need someone to come in with harsh judgment and strong opinions, and you are the woman for the job. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that it's about judging us mm-hmm. and not the topics. I think mm-hmm. that's the right way to look at it. <laughs> well, it's your your capability of explaining 
a very random thing against another very random thing. So. No, don't try to back off of it now. It's judging me personally and judging <laughs> Versus Sarah. me personally. Correct. And now I'm feeling much better about my chances again. <laughs> See, it's that kind of attitude, John, that always puts you behind. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, Jesse, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you coming from? I am from South Georgia. I've been here all my life and have recently discovered that I'd rather be in North Georgia, but that might not happen for a while. <laughs> I am really into cosplay. So tell us about that. What is what is that for our listeners? So for people unfamiliar with that, cosplay is short for costume play, and it's exactly what it sounds like, except it's not nothing sexual. <laughs> a lot of people think like, there's this big sexual aspect to it, and it's not true. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. I'm writing some notes. Nothing <laughs> sexual. Nothing sexual. Got it. Okay. Highlight that. Underline it. <laughs> yep. Good. This is educational. I need, I need instruction. So uh, I've been making costumes for about 10 years. I started off by purchasing a costume, then just adding little things to it, and then worked my way up to making pretty much everything except the underwear and maybe the base shoes. Um, and it's been really challenging and rewarding, and it's just for fun. We go to conventions. We've met a lot of friends there, and uh, we go to one every year that's kind of like a big party that never stops. So that's how we get it all out of our system. You get to meet other makers and learn how they make their costumes and what's the craziest like if you had to pick I mean craziest might be the wrong word but the most over-the-top costuming accomplishment for yourself or something you made for somebody else where you're like that was it I made Randy look like the Empire State Building and people were fooled and they really thought it was the Empire like do you have anything like that um not as far as like transformations so crazy but I did Malfail from Diablo 3's Reaper of Souls expansion for anybody that is listening that knows what that is, you can just Google Malthael, M-A-L-T-H-A-E-L. And it's this very dark, imposing, hooded, black-shrouded character. And it's the first time I saw it in the trailer, I was like, I'm going to make that. And I spent a bunch of time on it, and it turned out exactly like I wanted to. And still to this day, I think it's like the one that sticks out in my mind, the one I'll never get rid of, the one I'll never let go bad. Like it, it sits in a closet, but it's <laughs> it's the one that I'm most proud of. So, and you've won some national awards and things, right? You've won some major competitions with this stuff. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> Just being modest. <laughs> back up, back up to um, yeah, and cut that whole part. Out. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> not not really. Um, I I've entered some local stuff like in Atlanta and um contest there that's just the easiest place to get to really and is atlanta and orlando for us and where they have big contests anyway and um i've won some stuff that makes me feel good because of who the judges are so they're like in in the industry they're in puppetry they're in costuming and they've worked on movies and uh big productions so uh having the credentials of those people look at your work and say this is really good and that also gives me a little a little jolt nice well, as someone who has been judged in many competitions, I feel like that more than qualifies you to be our judge tonight. Uh, you Excellent. know, you have you have the experience, you have the the know how and the wherewithal to do it. So, John, I really feel like we have a professional in our midst. I agree that of anyone on the show, Jesse is absolutely the most professional. So, <laughs> thanks for thanks for doing this with us. Thank you for having me again. I'm excited to get the ball rolling on this. So, last week we took the random topic generator out for another spin and figured out what our topics would be for this week. So let's step into our no comparison time machine, TM, and uh, see what we got. 
We are back with our friend, the random topic generator, the <sighs> merciless topic selection machine that decides our fate. The notorious RTG, if you will. <laughs> it is the notorious RTG. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spreadsheet that we've concocted that mm-hmm. will randomly select topics from different categories for Sarah and I. Uh, for us to do battle. Well, John, are you nervous at all? I mean, do you have any reservations about this? I tried to make reservations and the RTG does not accept them. <laughs> Zoom uh, only. <laughs> more, of a, more of a walk-in. That's right. All right. So now we find out what the RTG has in store for me. Ooh. I'm very, yeah. Okay. Let's just see be what all happens. Right. It, Here we go. It, no matter what happens. And uh, ooh, lemonade, lemonade. I, I have such mixed feelings. Like, <laughs> I'm not excited, but it could be worse. Maybe that's good though. And since it's in the food category, we can be clear that it's lemonade, the drink, not lemonade, the Beyonce music, well, right? The word just says lemonade. I'm gonna but it's take in the food it, category, I'm but her gonna, music is delicious. Thank you. I'm going to take it any which way I need to. Okay. Uh, okay. That seems yeah. fair. Okay. So I've got one that I'm super lukewarm about. I think lemonade's a great topic. You don't feel good about it? Well, I'm sure you would think that since I have it, you're trying to pump me up <laughs> and it's you. It's fine. You wouldn't feel this way if it was your topic. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know. Fate has not been kind to me, so we'll see. Oh, come on. All right, here we go. <laughs> We're going to now select your topic. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, click that button. <gasps> Bigfoot. Bigfoot? Bigfoot versus lemonade? <laughs> this is terrible. This is terrible for me. Oh, wow. You are going to wipe the floor with me. I'm going to have to pull I don't know. No, listen, some listen, sort I'm a little, of Hail nervous, Mary. Though. Well. No, I'm nervous because, you know, well, I, I, first off, I'm going to have to prove or disprove Bigfoot's existence. So this is a really tall order. Okay. It's not as simple as it seems. I didn't know that was your obligation as part of this. but if you I have... feel like it's my moral duty to our audience to get to the bottom of this. Wow. You got a lot of work to do. I don't feel so bad about lemonade now, I guess. But I think, <laughs> I think Bigfoot would be the favorite. I mean, who doesn't like Bigfoot one way or the well, other? But but I've never seen Bigfoot and I have enjoyed lemonade. So these are great summer topics. We're getting into that warmer weather. This mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> smells like summer like Bigfoot. Exactly. You get it. <laughs> well, best of luck to you, Sarah, in your, your research and prep to wield Bigfoot against lemonade. And you as well, sir. Well, we'll see who comes out on top. So as you heard, uh, we were both a little bit lukewarm on these topics. John, have you have you warmed up to this at all? I am as warm as I'm ever going to be. I have brought my A game and I am going to try to rise above my underdog status mm-hmm. and make you pay the ultimate price, Sarah. That's my game plan. Oh, wow. Fair enough. I mean, it's too bad nobody likes warm lemonade, but sure. Sure, we can go with that. (laughs) That's fine. You know, trash talk all you want. Let's see what happens. 
All right, Jesse. So we've got our topics. The RTG has spoken and we're going to move in to the meat of this podcast, if you will. Uh, the way this works is we each do a overview of our topics. We're going to give you the ins and outs of Lemonade and Bigfoot. And then it's going to be followed by three events. And throughout this process, you're going to be weighing in. You're going to be giving us your feedback, which ways you're leaning. And uh, at the end, the most important part, we'll be asking you to declare a winner. So we're going to do some quick overviews. And after that, we're going to swear you in. Are you guys ready to start? I'm ready. Super ready. All right. Well, John, since you kind of have what I'd consider the underdog topic tonight uh, with Lemonade here, I'm going to let you go first. How's that sound? That sounds great. I'd love to go first, Sarah. You going to time <laughs> me? I know we're we're limited to three minutes apiece. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Do your worst. Jesse, I'm so pleased to talk to you about the subject of Lemonade and convince you of its complete awesomeness. As you probably know, doesn't need much explanation about what it is. It's it's real simple. It's lemon juice, it's water, it's sugar. Couldn't be easier than that. The history of lemonade actually dates back to, as far as we know, like the 11th century in Egypt, which is where, of course, all the cool stuff comes from. And then eventually it became a worldwide beverage. So you can get lemonade now in Europe, Asia, the Middle East, in Australia, there's variants and colors of it. Uh, it's fizzy lemonade. There's brown lemonade in places like Ireland, which means it's just sweetened with brown sugar. In India, they add ginger. Delicious. In our culture, of course, it holds a special place in our hearts. It has long symbolized summertime, sunshine, and having a great day. If you ask somebody to picture like a summer afternoon sitting on the porch, chances are they're imagining a pitcher of lemonade on the table. It's got a lot of nostalgia associated with it, mainly because of the phenomenon known as the lemonade stand. So this is a thing that kids have been doing for almost 150 years, believe it or not, where they become these street side entrepreneurs selling lemonade. And I will knowingly buy a poorly made, overpriced, uninspected food product from an unlicensed food urchin and be super happy about it getting that lukewarm cup of watered down lemonade from some sweaty kid is awesome everybody loves it it's as american as anything i can think of in fact there was a a kid's computer game that uh, was about running a business and was a staple of educating kids about how to run a business and it's called Lemonade Stand, and it was originally um, rolled out in the early 70s and included on Apple computers. It's still available and is used to teach basic business concepts, including advertising, pricing, dealing with the weather, etc. And finally, I'd like to let you know that there are uh, so many things I want to say, but I'm running out of time. It's in a bunch of music and movies. Time. And I'm out of time. And you're out of time. Damn it. <laughs> I had so much more ready to go. But you can't. Now, Jesse, I'd like to get your, your initial reactions to this overview where I noticed that he spent most of his time naming countries you could get lemonade in, which seems like a ploy to to waste his three minutes. But what did you think? So I did make some notes during his argument. Lemon, water, sugar, simple, summertime, nostalgia. I love all of that. I love Egyptian history. So that was a pro. You, you started to go off the rails a little bit, and you mm. just completely lost me. If I could declare a loser, it would be because you said the words brown lemonade. 
Oh, no, that mm, absolutely. Mm. Try to have an open mind. How open should it be? I don't know if there's a worse <laughs> visual image than brown lemonade. Other just... people's cultures. Tea is brown. Nobody's got a problem. Coffee's definitely brown. No problem with that. You know, I think it's really good the way you're fighting with the judge, you know? <laughs> I apologize, Jesse. I take it back. <laughs> you were right. That is a weird visual. I'm going to take brown lemonade out of the equation. Thank you. Thank you. Very generous of you. You mentioned the nostalgia of lemonade stands as well, which promotes capitalism or, as some people might see, a child labor. <laughs> Depends on who you are. <laughs> yeah. Like a bank teaches a child the value of saving money. I don't know that a lemonade stand does that, so it's a little flimsy. I guess if you want to let a bank teach your kids stuff, I choose to let life experience, you know? Yeah, don't let a highly successful, you know, worldwide enterprise teach that you anything. That doesn't care anything about your kids. I, oh. The School of Hard Knocks is all right, Sarah. You know, I mean, not all of us got this sort of um, restriction on book learning. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Let me, let me, excuse me, let me move my Fabergé egg out of the image Please, <laughs> please. You know, some of us had to live life outside, interacting with human beings. Running lemonade stands. <laughs> Eating dirt and making mud pies. Come on, Sarah. Go to Fair a enough. bank to learn about. Come on. <laughs> this is good for me. Keep keep talking, Sarah. It's going hey, great. Listen, I mean, you didn't do bad. I, it's not the worst overview I've ever heard from you. So maybe you've, maybe you've got a little fight left in you. I don't know. Yeah, I admit I left several powerful points um, behind because I ran out of time. So that's my fault. I will try to weasel my way into getting a chance to say them later in the show. Anyway, it's it's you're up though, Sarah. So the pressure is going to be on you. I'm also going to set the timer for probably three minutes. <laughs> it's going to be nearly impossible to fit all this in in three minutes, but uh, we'll see. I'm up to the challenge. All right, let me get the timer going. Whenever you're ready, go for it. All right, Jesse, I am bringing to you the age-old classic Bigfoot, aka Sasquatch the skunk ape, the Yeti, the abominable snowman, even the Yowie, if you will. Um, everyone is familiar with Bigfoot, but I'm going to give you a little, little overview of him. He's an ape-like creature that inhabits the forest, mostly of North America. One third of the sightings of Bigfoot have taken place in the Pacific Northwest. So that's just a beautiful area of the country to visit. So that's, you know, just a, a bonus there, if you will. Um, there's lots of evidence of his existence. It's based on visual sightings video and audio recordings, like the world-famous Patterson-Gimlin film from 1967. That was impossible to prove whether it was faked or not. So that, you know, should probably just be taken as truth as a capital T. There's photos of him, footprints, and people have even discovered nests that they have not been able to explain uh, as being made by other animals. It's possible that his, his sightings have been reported for over 400 years. If you go back in folklore and mythology, um, you see lots of things that could have been Bigfoot. So I would say he's timeless is Trees, the best way to kind of bears, describe the Bigfoot. In bushes. general, he's, I'm sorry, I can't hear you over all the myths. <laughs> in general, he's described as over six feet tall with very big feet and Herculean strength. Um, and it's possible that he speaks, he or she speaks some sort of primitive language that involves grunting and tapping. It's possible that it's nocturnal. It's possible that it has glowing eyes and a pungent smell, that it's bipedal, so it walks upright, and it's usually described as covered in very dark hair. Uh, so just a very interesting figure, some sort of cross between a humanoid type figure, maybe a chimpanzee type figure, maybe some other things mixed in there. You know, you got a lot of, you got a lot of options. 
There are societies and organizations dedicated to understanding Bigfoot. Uh, the most famous is the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. And I spent a lot of time on their website. Um, it seems like a really fun group to hang out with. They go out on uh, scouting missions every couple of weeks. There's a scientific theory that the Bigfoot is part of what is called a relict population, which is a population of animal that was once more widespread and diverse, but is now inhabiting geographically restricted areas, so a smaller area. In fact, no one knows how many types of life exist on Earth. As uh, recently as 1992, a new mammal uh, was discovered in Vietnam, and in 2020 alone, 213 new species were verified by scientific journals. So you're really looking at, you know, possibility here, I think. Bigfoot has appeared in cartoons, reality shows, ads, movies, and he encourages diversity, naturism, faith that there's more than what we understand, and, and creativity in other people. So I really feel like he represents the best of us. He's one of us. He's separate from us. It's a beautiful thing. You know, it just opens up the imagination. And I feel like I'm running out of time here, but I'd like to end. And by saying, you're out. That's it. That's it. That was pretty good. I am sorry you didn't get to say that last thing you wanted to say. Oh, and you wow. Wow, collusion. You're colluding. The time, I don't believe you took kept the actual time. I don't believe it. I'm colluding with the passage of time? Is that your Yeah, answer? John, I think you might be. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you didn't get to say everything you wanted to say, and you never will. Well, you know what? It's, it's kind of like the, the mystery of the Bigfoot. You know, you can't say all of it. It just, you, some of it has to be left up to the imagination. All of it. Anyway, Jesse, now that you let that wash over you like a... Um, a wave of brown lemonade. Thank you, except in a bad way. Is there a good way? Is there a good way to have a wave of brown lemonade? <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Just ask, <laughs> ask the Irish. <laughs> Jesse, now that you let that presentation wash over you what's your initial reaction to sarah's stumping for bigfoot i enjoy the idea of sarah used the word possibility a lot i like possibilities in in terms of the paranormal and things that we don't know much about i like that it's home north america a third of the sightings in the pacific northwest that's pretty cool yeah i like that there's evidence but we don't have any like super hard evidence of it so there's that word possible again the possibilities of bigfoot they're endless <laughs> yeah and i i appreciate that bigfoot is a lot like me in that he he keeps very hidden like in the last year i've stayed very <laughs> hidden um i don't really talk to many people and i communicate mainly through grunting and tapping now so <laughs> and i smell i smell pretty bad um i don't shower as much as i used to and i'm definitely more nocturnal than i used to be i'm used to bad smelling things around me. When you go to a convention, not everybody knows mm -hmm. to shower every day and put on deodorant and that Axe body spray is not a substitute for those things. And you go to a, a convention of people wearing big sweaty costumes, that's yes. got to be the stinkiest, right? Some of them may be dressed like Bigfoot. So I, I enjoy the idea of this, this argument for Bigfoot. There's a lot of good points being made. The encouragement of people getting out into nature and try to put their finger on what or who or where it is. I, I just like the possibilities of it. I'm sure there are endless possibilities with lemonade. So I'm, again, trying to remain unbiased. Those are just my initial thoughts. I'm still trying to get brown lemonade out of my head. Mm. <laughs> Very fair. All right. So Jesse, we've heard your initial reactions. And I believe now it's time to officially swear you in as tonight's judge. Are, are you ready for this? It's a big responsibility. I am absolutely ready for this. All right. If you will raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Jesse. I, Jesse. 
Swear to judge today's topics fairly. Swear to judge today's topics fairly. In the fine tradition of judges Wapner, Dredd, and Judy. In the fine tradition of judges Wapner, Dredd, and Judy. Congratulations, Jesse. You are officially tonight's judge. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse, for that awesome swearing in. Very good. Now let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. First, thanks to our sponsor, Home Hand Delivery. There are all kinds of home delivery services out there, but no one has taken the next step of delivering things that are already in your home. That is, until Home Hand came along. With the Home Hand app, having something you need from across the house delivered in moments is always available. Need a glass of water? That paper you left by the front door? Maybe the remote, or even one of your children. But don't have the time to get up and get that thing? With just two taps on the Home Hand app, a friendly associate will bring it to you using patented in-home GPS and messaging technology. So you can even track your delivery's progress as it travels across your house or apartment. Download Home Hand today to truly make your home life as convenient and effort-free as the rest of your life. And thanks to Broth Brothers Fine Furnishings for Men. Broth Brothers offers a full line of luxury, soup-themed accessories for the discerning gentleman, from wallets to shaving products to pocket watches. And Broth Brothers' selection of mouth-watering colognes has scents for every mood and every event. Classic chicken noodle or vegetable beef for the professional man, broccoli cheddar or clam chowder, perhaps French onion scent for date night, even jambalaya when it's time to party. So check out Broth Brothers' full line of colognes and other fine furnishings to make sure that when it comes to style and presence, the soup is always on. And we're back. So Jesse, our first event of our three events is called Taking It Personally. And in Taking It Personally, Sarah and I are each going to share how our topic has had some impact directly on our own lives. And then we'll leave it to you to decide how important or meaningful that story is for you and ultimately in judging Lemonade versus Bigfoot. Sound good? Sounds good. Awesome. All right. Well, I will dive right in. All right, John, you have two minutes. I'm, I'm going to push right through that two minutes. I promise this story is worth it. I promise. I'll allow it. Okay. Will our judge allow it? <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> well, if you if we get to the two minute mark and you don't want to hear the rest of the story, you can cut me off. Does that sound fair to everybody? Are we willing to allow that exception to the rules? And Sarah, same for you. I'm going to follow the rules and I'm going to beat you doing it. So you, you do whatever you need to do. Jeez. I know. She's so aggressive. Okay. So taking it personally with lemonade, if you will... Travel with me back in time once again, this time all the way back to 1981 or 82. It was, I'm in the fourth grade. It's time for the science fair. If you can remember doing science fair projects, they involve uh, often, especially when you're that young, taste tests. You make a survey of sorts about what thing tastes the best, and you get the results. You put them on charts and graphs. You snap a few photos. You put all that in the big cardboard display at the school for everybody to look at. You with me? Mm-hmm. This is what I did. Mine was about how much lemonade mix made the best tasting drink. So I took a couple large tins of the powdered lemonade mix, you know, it was country time and then some other thing. 
I dispensed it using a measuring cup and a scale into different amounts. I put those in some little clear Ziploc baggies and uh, set up shop with my family in the family room. I did my surveys, took my photos, made my board, and the day of the science fair came around. I was super excited because it just so happened at my school, science fair day was in the afternoon. In the morning was the kickoff pep rally for the brand new, in 1981, Say No to Drugs campaign, which had music and posters and speeches and the guidance counselor was in a McGruff the Crime Dog outfit, like the full, you could appreciate this, Jesse, full dog outfit. So basically, it was a day without any normal schoolwork. It was awesome. We do the rally. I set up my whole display in the cafeteria. I brought my little scale. I had the little metal scraper I used to move just the right amount of powdered mix around. I had a bunch of little clear baggies for all the different amounts and brands of mix that I tried. I even wore a nice little shirt, you know, for a kid, had on a necktie that was normally like the Christmas or Easter necktie. Time's up. Judge, would you like him to continue? I really want to hear the rest of the story. Go ahead. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Oh. All right. You're damn right you do. <laughs> I was very fired up about my display. I've got it all laid out. You can, you can envision it, right? Mm-hmm. I see the judges approaching, so I wanted to look busy like I was doing science so I was bent over, like scraping the powdered mix around with a little metal thing on the table and the scale. I'm holding up the little baggies to inspect the white powder uh, so they think they found me in the act of being scientific. <laughs> Next thing I know, McGruff the crime dog, another teacher, and the school resource officer arrive at my table. They tell me that me and my display need to come with them to the office. So everybody's watching as guidance counselor McGruff and a cop escort nine-year-old me out of the cafeteria like Al Pacino from Scarface, carrying the confiscated baggies of white powder and the scale and my stuff. So long story short, I received a big speech in the principal's office about how, although they understood it was just lemonade mix, I'm probably just dreaming this, but I have this visual of the cop tasting some of the powder with his finger, you know, uh, that maybe didn't really happen, but it just created a really dangerous image at school that they couldn't tolerate right on the heels of the say no to drugs campaign. So I was disqualified from the science fair. (laughs) So I was, I was crushed and that's how I am taking lemonade personally. John, it sounds like lemonade almost ruined your life. (laughs) It's not lemonade's fault, but you wanted, you want a personal impact on someone's life. That's truly meaningful. I just gave you one. I bet you never did drugs after that. <laughs> never such a strong word, Sarah. What does never really mean? <laughs> Mostly not. Infrequently. Not most of the time. <laughs> Statistically, extremely <laughs> unlikely that I'm doing drugs. If you just took a random sample of all the minutes in my life, extremely unlikely. Well, Your Honor, you, you heard it here first. I mean, what, what do you make of this disastrous drug-fueled lemonade tale? That was an incredibly sad story. Um, I feel <laughs> that it, ha- it sounds like a great movie with a bad ending. Mm. <laughs> the 80s, I'm picturing the early 80s. That's a great visual already. And being in school, especially nine years old, that's a great time for fashion, music. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things going on here. Mm-hmm. The taste test. I love I love people presenting me with options to taste food and drink. That's huge bonus. Great, great option for a science experiment. 
you, you described a good school day. There was that pep rally, the Say No to Drugs campaign. I, mm -hmm. I understand the school buzzing with excitement. That's all very fun and super nostalgic. I, I can remember days like that. You were working hard. You had all your measurements. You got your scale and everything. <laughs> Set up your experience. Are you just taking me back through my whole story? Because <laughs> no, this is really basically. I just took notes <laughs> of your just, story. <laughs> you're, you're doing it much. You're doing it much better than I did. It's like the Cliff's notes of that story. <laughs> I'm just like hitting the high points. I'm trying to, but it seems like I'm retelling everything. Don't forget to mention that he was doing science. That was my favorite. <laughs> doing science. <laughs> I'm doing science. <laughs> I was trying to look busy by shaking my baggies, but I can appreciate that. Trying to look like you're working hard when authority comes around. Mm -hmm. um, McGruff's there. Wow, what a great figure. That's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother side of cosplay, which is called furries. So it, it's a little outside of my, my realm of knowledge and a different art form, but I can appreciate a McGruff. Uh, my father was in law enforcement for a long time, and I, I don't think he ever was McGruff. I could be mistaken, but he, I got to see McGruff. All right. Uh, and then it, the ending there, the bad movie ending of judgmental adults coming in to steal a child's joy. That really upsets me. I love this story as a whole. Thank you. It, it's a good story. I, work, I worked really hard on it. Is it my turn? Ready to take us through the next two minutes, maybe more, about how uh, you've taken Bigfoot personally? Yeah, that's going to be a tough act to follow, but I'm, I'm going to do my best here. Uh, will you be keeping my time, John? I'm ready whenever you are. All right. Well, Jesse, when I think about Bigfoot, I think about Harry and the Hendersons, a classic 1987 film that really inspired my childhood. You know, speaking of flashbacks to the 80s, right? We're, we're talking about the late 80s, which is really the best part of the 80s. You're talking about great music, good fashion, like you said, hit the nail on the head with that. But you're also talking about fine cinema, like Harry and the Hendersons. And I can remember many a rainy day watching this movie with my friends, uh, enjoying that. And it's really translated into my adult life into watching Finding Bigfoot on Animal Planet. Um, so you could say that Bigfoot has been influencing my life since childhood for the better. The idea of Bigfoot also introduced me personally to uh, something called Squatchin. I don't know if you're familiar with Squatchin, but that is, it's hunting for Bigfoot, but it's really hunting for the truth. And so in being a Bigfoot enthusiast for my whole life, I feel like I'm on a personal quest to find <laughs> truth with a capital T. And in fact, I feel like having Bigfoot in my life has given new meaning to the Henry David Thoreau quote. Oh, it's no. not what you're, oh yes. <laughs> it's not what you're looking at, but what you see. And those are words to live by. So when I think about what Bigfoot has done for me personally, it's about expanding my horizons to be open to the unknown. And I really think that's priceless. And uh, I've never been arrested on suspicious drug charges with this interest. So that's what I've got. That's what I'm taking personally. You haven't been arrested on suspicious drug charges yet. Related to Bigfoot. <laughs> yes. Yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's still time in the day. <laughs> I will note that in your uh, your description, which I'm sorry, I couldn't contain myself. It. <laughs> It was laughable, so I laughed. I'm sorry. I, you, you dropping some throw in there, and then basically talking about uh, hallucination. You know, it's not what you're looking at; it's what you see. So I choose to see something that's not there. I mean, there you go. I, and if I have to spend this time explaining philosophy to you, we're gonna be here for a while. So th that's fine. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't need an explanation like that from someone who is a stated quote-unquote Bigfoot enthusiast for her whole life. 
<laughs> yeah, a proud one. And I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> nor, nor should you. Uh, your stock just went up in my book. Doesn't really matter what I think about it. Jesse, please bring us back down to earth with a rational evaluation of what you just heard. Okay. Uh, I have never seen Harry and the Hendersons, but I know of it. I have seen visual stills from this movie. I have watched my my fair share of a few episodes of <laughs> Finding Bigfoot. Um, I enjoy shows like that. I I feel like they don't make much progress. It's it's a little it's it's titillating in the beginning and then oh. just kind of a big drop off at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like resolution, mm-hmm. but as I mentioned before, I like possibility. So there's there's a dichotomy happening in my life that I can't quite find a really good balance for between <laughs> loving possibility and hating the the uh, absence of resolution. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that you say it shaped you as a person. Um, those weren't your words. Those were mine. But <laughs> in not so many words, you said that it shaped you as a person. <laughs> just I'm not making any judgments here. It's not my ju- it's not my job to make judgments. But just to be clear, just to be clear, what we're all uh-huh. agreeing to. Uh-huh. We're all stipulating is that a belief in Bigfoot shaped Sarah as a person. We're just agreeing to that. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Your juvenile arrest shaped you, and Bigfoot shaped me. Like I said, school of hard knocks, Sarah. You know, not all of us had the silver spoon. <laughs> Jesse, please continue. I'm so, so sorry. You're, you're good. I really liked this one word that she used, which is the polar opposite of brown lemonade, and that is squatchin'. Mm. It's, I love the sound of that word. It rolls <laughs> off the tongue. It sounds like you're squatted down looking mm-hmm. for Sasquatch, mm-hmm. squatchin'. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like some weird TikTok move that the kids would pull, like I'm squatchin'. Yes. Or a word from Rick and Morty that they would come up. I guess it sounds kind of like <laughs> squanch, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a good sounding word. It's got the squa and the chi and powerful sounds in there that it makes it fun to say. So I like a, a word that's fun to say. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> that's my thoughts on Bigfoot and squatching. Personally, I feel like I came out ahead on that one, John. I don't know how you're feeling, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, to quote Thoreau, it's not what you hear, Sarah. It's what you hear. Or something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. That was I, it. I know what I heard. And... You can choose to believe a fairy tale uh, in Bigfoot and a fairy tale about where you stand in this competition. Hmm. I'm going to live in the real world. <laughs> All right. Well, the judge has spoken her piece and we are moving on to our next event, event number two called That's Poetic. Jesse, in That's Poetic, both co-hosts are challenged, are charged with creating a poem, a song, a graffiti art object, any sort of artistic object or or piece about their topic. And the only rule is that that piece has to incorporate the word, the name of their topic in it. So the words lemonade and Bigfoot will be involved in these pieces somehow. And in the spirit of sportsmanship, I am going to let lemonade begin with That's Poetic. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so pleased to share with you a work of art that I like to think of, well, let me just put it this way. Imagine yourself in San Francisco in sort of a um, uh, smoky bar. You've got a jazz ensemble up front and uh, you know it's an open mic night situation where 
It's time for some spoken word poetry, if you will. Lemons, sour baseballs without thread. Mix into my dreams of yellow relief. Aid to my senses. Stirred in, stirred up, stirring the soul. Once found in a bucket of trouble. Sip smack go the crowds. Swept away by the clouds. Squeezed out for a pitch. Er. A pitcher of ideas. The next pitch. This scratch paid for that itch. That itch of summer and citrus that gets us. Lemon. Aid and abetting. And I'm betting on you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, that was incredible. That was pretty good. <laughs> I told you, underdog. I got fired up. I drank my raw egg shakes. Mm-hmm. I, I did my stairs. Rocky mm-hmm. theme. And I can see that you figured out how to put the the noise into the podcast too. You were worried about that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe me, I have no trouble putting noise into the podcast. <laughs> he, he calls me this week. He goes, "I'm going to try to get some music in there." <laughs> and boy, I did love he! It. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll see how it turns out. I was worried. I thought, you know what? I could just say it, and then we could add the music later. But. I'm not sure I could say it the right way. I got to have the vibe. I got to have the groove. Is that why you put on that beret too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Jesse, you've heard the lemonade. I guess we're going to call that poetry. Uh, first impressions? There was another brown lemonade incident. Uh, he said yellow relief. And I realized that that was intentional, but it just put a bad taste in my mouth. But I did like all the play on words. I'm a big fan of puns. There was a lot of puns in there. Uh, He said, aid to my senses. I liked that emphasis. And the tie back to his juvenile arrest, lemon aid and abetting. So uh, there's a tie in there with some illegal behavior, possibly. But uh, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, all the puns were great. Thank you. Nailed all the use of aid and bucket and pitch. Or I liked that. Hey, you know, I mean, I consider myself an artist (laughs) and the spoken word is my canvas upon which (laughs) I paint my dope rhymes. Oh, wow. If we weren't sure how old you are, we are now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go back to talk about Cheryl Teague and Kathleen Turner. (laughs) Dope rhymes. (laughs) All right, Sarah, let's hear what you got. All right. Mrs. Fancy Pants. Mrs. Silverspoon, let's hear your That's Poetic entry. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to do something a little different this week as well. I have decided to present the esteemed judge with a song. I'd like to give a little background on this song. I am going to be basing this song on the intro theme song to the classic show, Full House. Uh, You might remember Full House. It was an ABC show in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, that followed like a widowed father uh, raising his children on his own with the help of Uncle Jesse and his best friends and all these good things. Uh, It's set on the West Coast, which is where most Bigfoot sightings have happened. So I felt like that was important to kind of bring that West Coast energy to this song. And much like Bigfoot, 
the critics didn't believe in Full House, but then it became one of the most loved shows of all time. So, you know, people don't believe in Bigfoot, but he's become this enduring legend. So I really felt like this, this theme song was the perfect fit for him. The song is written from Bigfoot's perspective. I'm going to sing it in what I would consider the most likely tone of Bigfoot's voice. So without further ado. Wait, can I say something for a second? I'm so sorry. <laughs> you had so much momentum. Right now, given your yeah. introduction, there is nothing I'm looking forward to hear more than this. I'm legitimately very nervous about this. <laughs> whatever's, whatever's about to happen in the next 30 seconds or so is going to be awesome. So yeah, Thank please, you. let her Thank rip. Thank you. All right. In the words of Bigfoot. <clears throat> whatever happened to anonymity, to walking and hunting and just being free. Everywhere I look, everywhere I go, there's a guy with a camera or cell phone everywhere i walk every time i hunt there's a guy trying to prove that i exist now when i'm out in the woods thinking i'm all alone there's always someone with a microphone everywhere i look that was phenomenal (laughs) we can cut this out but i wrote two versions but that's the one i'm going with (laughs) wow just wow sarah i'm impressed I'm so delighted that was a part of my week. Excellent. I'm glad I could bring you a little bit of joy. (laughs) I'm glad Bigfoot could bring you a little bit of joy. You know we're recording this, right? Yeah, I have been really (laughs) terrified about that. Okay. That was my Bigfoot voice. What'd you think? (laughs) (laughs) I like how it turned very much into your Sarah voice. Mm. Well, I'm Um, one with that creature, you know? It's really influenced my life. (laughs) Shaped you as a person. If you you will. Yes. Okay. I will. Well, Jesse, yeah, I've, I'm at a loss for words about that particular tune, but unfortunately, you have the responsibility of sharing just a couple words about your reaction to it. Okay. I loved it. I, I felt like she went in with all of her energy and passion yeah. with this song. The writing was great. Full House is a very catchy theme song. Whether you've watched the show or not, you're familiar with it. It was a little before my time, but I did hear it on in the house. My sister was older than me, so I heard it going on. Having that play in the background of my head as she sang it really drove it home. Uh, I love that it was from Bigfoot's perspective. It was really short and sweet and well-written, and I like the mention of cell phones and microphones and all the rhyming going on there as Thank well. You. It was just a very well-rounded song, and I really hope that you actually put some production into that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the feedback. And uh, like I said, I'm going to take that back to the studio and uh, we're going to, we're going to workshop this. We're going to really get it perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while we, while we let Sarah recover for a minute, just to check in on the remaining process with you, Jesse, we're going to have one more event that we're going to do in a moment. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back to you after that break for your final decision of who would win this epic contest. But first, Sarah, you want to explain to Jesse what our our third and final game is? Absolutely. Uh, So we are going to be playing Two Truths and a Lie, the classic summer camp campfire game where one co-host will tell you three things about their topic. Two of them will be true. One of them will be a lie. And Jesse, as the judge, it will be your job to determine which of these is the lie. Now, while you're doing this, you're going to have the help of the other co-hosts. You're going to be able to kind of phone a friend with them and, and talk it through. Uh, and just see where it goes. But we're we're excited. Do you, do you understand the rules? Do you feel like you're ready to play? I feel like I'm ready. All right. Well, John, I'm going to let you kick it off with uh, two truths and a lie, brother. Let's do it. Okay. Fact number one about lemonade. Lemonade was key 
to stopping a 17th century pandemic. Pandemics even now, subject obviously very important to us. Topical. Lemonade was key to stopping a 17th century pandemic. That's fact number one. Mm -hmm. Fact number two. You're familiar with a uh, performing artist's writer. You know, this is the document that a band or a singer might have that says, hey, here's what I need backstage if I'm going to come do my show. Celine Dion has a writer, and in her writer, famously, it included two pitchers of lemonade with no ice. Fact number three. The first recipe for pink lemonade used dirty laundry water. <laughs> You're just hell-bent on grossing us out about lemonade. <laughs> Those are my three facts. Wow. <laughs> three facts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except one of them is not a fact. So okay. you, you got to ferret that out for yourself. All right. That's a tough one. Phone a friend? What do you think? Well, you know, the pandemic one is interesting because it's topical, right? But I felt like the Celine Dion, I was on board with it until he mentioned no ice cubes. And I felt like it was too much detail like maybe that would be something mm -hmm. someone would lie about what did you think i also thought lemonade is kind of a an acidic drink mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so maybe a very talented and frequent vocalist who's on stage every night doesn't want to drink something well, like that's a good that point. unless it helps give them a certain tone like a raspy tone or some something about their voice that it helps yeah. so at the end there i was like well maybe and you your third fact was that the original recipe for pink lemonade included dirty wa laundry water? Was mm -hmm. that it? That's okay. correct. So, That's correct. So what what would make that pink though? Like why why? <laughs> I don't know. You say the original recipe. I'm wondering if these people were so dirt poor that the first person that made pink lemonade only had that and some lemons. But if they have water to do their laundry, mm -hmm. they have enough money to. And this is all speculation. To be clear, she's not basing this on a real family. <laughs> I think the pink lemonade, dirty laundry water is a lie. I like it. I feel strongly about this. I think she's got it. Well, let me start with one of the items that is definitely not a lie. Lemonade was, in fact, key to stopping a pandemic. In Paris in the 1600s, there was the plague. And people didn't really realize it at that time, but the plague was transmitted by rats that carried fleas. The fleas transmitted the disease to the rats. There was a lot of garbage back in those days just lying around, right? However, there was a giant boom with lemonade in Paris in the 1600s, which required a lot of lemons. People were squeezing a bunch of lemons, throwing the lemon peels everywhere. They were all over the garbage. The rats would chew on the lemon peels, eat them, and there's a chemical in lemon peels I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but that chemical actually kills fleas and flea eggs. Most people attribute the fact that Paris was spared from this pandemic by the fact that there was garbage lemon peels everywhere. Wow. So that's a true fact. That's interesting. I will now tell you something that is in fact a lie. While Celine Dion's dressing room must be 73 degrees exactly, and there must not be any Ruffles-style potato chips... <laughs> It does not, in fact, specify any lemonade. Mm. So I'm sorry, that was the lie. Mm. Which brings me to the truth that is the first recipe for pink lemonade. There was a guy who came up with pink lemonade in 1857. He was selling lemonade at the circus. He ran out of the water used to do that. 
Thinking on his feet, he grabbed a tub of dirty water in which a circus performer had just finished wringing out her pink-colored tights. Uh. He used that water, and he marketed the drink as strawberry or pink lemonade, and he made a fortune. It was actually dirty laundry water. Oof. Wow. Jesse, how do you feel about all this? It's just really stacking up in disgusting lemonade-themed beverages. Mm-hmm. That is horrifying. You know what I thought was interesting uh, was that Celine doesn't want Ruffles potato chips. And I wonder if it's not that she doesn't like them, but that she likes them so much she doesn't want them there because that's something I can relate to. <laughs> yeah, well, she's French Canadian, right? I think so. Case closed. Okay. <laughs> uh, apologies to any French Canadians out there. Lovely people. Bonjour. <laughs> I can't throw it fast enough to Sarah to do two truths in a lie. <laughs> Sarah? All right. Uh, well, I'm really excited about this. I've got three excellent things to choose from tonight. Let's start with, with number one. My first truth is that in 2010, the Olympics were hosted in Vancouver, Canada. Speaking of Canada, the 2010 Olympics featured a mascot named Quachi. That's Quachi. Uh, that was based on Bigfoot in all of their Olympics marketing. Truth number one. Truth number two. Sasquatched, exclamation point, the musical, exclamation point, is a 2012 musical that follows a dignified talking Sasquatch character named Arthur. Truth number three, Jane Goodall, the world's foremost expert on chimpanzees, has dismissed the existence of Bigfoot, calling it, quote, a nice idea with very little scientific evidence or evolutionary merit. So to recap, number one, we've got the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver. We've got Quachi, the mascot. Number two, we've got Sasquatch the musical featuring a talking Sasquatch named Arthur. And number three, Jane Goodall dismisses the existence of Bigfoot as absurd. Let the debate begin. All right. Phone a friend, John. I have made my decision, but I want to hear your opinion on this. Ooh. (laughs) Wow, that was quick. Yeah. (laughs) Good job, Sarah. Those are all good. Thank you credit where credit's due i feel like i feel like the musical sounds like hooey to me jane goodall she's just preaching science you know that's <laughs> she's right and then what threw me a little bit with the olympics one was that it was called quachi with a q i guess at the beginning uh-huh that could be but that kind of doesn't sound right quachi and i don't remember that in any of the literature mm-hmm. Were you um, reading a lot during the Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I don't remember that in any of the Olympic literature. Those books they sent out. Yeah. A 2010 Vancouver Olympics paraphernalia collector. Mm, that makes sense. No, I read about it. I read about it in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm, so I didn't watch any sure. of it. I waited till the encyclopedia came mm, out and I read that, mm-hmm. which is what all the cool, cool kids do. <laughs> I'm not giving you much help here. I apologize, Jesse. Where, where do you land on this? I don't know Jane Goodall, personally. Personally? <laughs> <But> that, <laughs> yeah, that sounds exactly like something a very established scientist and person who interacts with um, primates a lot would say. Um, it sounds grounded in reason. She sounds like a closed-minded person who doesn't enjoy the idea of possibilities and maybe also enjoys the idea of closure. <laughs> and she just needed that closure. Maybe she believed in Bigfoot too hard, and she just needed to tell herself he's not real, he's not real. Sasquatch the musical, sorry, 
Sasquatch exclamation point the musical thank you about Arthur that sounds very real to me because anybody can write a musical that wants to not maybe not a good one but anybody can write a musical and that sounds exactly like something that I would see advertised online or locally Um, and if not then you just came up with that and Quachi I gotta go with Quachi I nobody owns the name Sasquatch to my knowledge I feel like they would have named him Squatchy because everybody knows Sasquatch or they would have named him something catchier in line with the Olympics. I'm going to go personally with that one being the lie. Well, we will start with the, the first fact, the first truth. Uh, you were both correct. Sasquatch the musical is in fact very real. It was a 2012 hit off off Broadway that was, you know, garnered rave reviews. I don't believe it ever graduated past that, you know, up to off Broadway or Broadway. Uh, but it was about a talking Sasquatch named Arthur. So he is, in fact, very, very real. The second <laughs> the second fact, the second truth, is that the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver, Miga, Kwachi, Sumi, and Mukmuk were, in fact, the cartoon uh, mascots of the games. And I would highly recommend that you look them up because wow. they are adorable. They're so cute. They're so, so cute. <laughs> Uh, So I would like to say that you were very wrong about Jane Goodall. In fact, she does believe in Bigfoot. Quote, you will be amazed when I tell you that I'm sure they exist. Jane Goodall in a 2002 NPR Science Friday interview. Wow. There you have it. Mm. All right. Well, bust my eye about Jane Goodall. She's she's a believer. (laughs) Well, Jesse, you've heard uh, how many? Four truths and two lies or 16 lies and a truth. Anyway, how how are you feeling about these games here? I I really like the truths that came along with these four truths and two lies. I I just feel so terrible now having thought that such strong things about Jane Goodall. (laughs) Turns out she's awesome. I am horrified by the pink lemonade story. That is very carnival-like. I'm horrified, but not surprised. Fair enough, fair enough. No shade to any carnival workers out there. Just that one guy that chose to use dirty water. (laughs) Well, we're going to take a break and digest all of this disgustingness and throw it over to our sponsors. Once again, our show is brought to you by beautiful Sanderson microphones. Been with us since the beginning. These are the same microphones we use here on the show. Sanderson mics are proudly built with appearance and presentation in mind designed for the discerning podcaster like me, public address announcers, stage performers, or anyone else who cares about a great looking mic and can live with mediocre sound. Gorgeous Anderson microphones when looks matter. All right, and we're back. And John, I'm really excited because we have reached the end of our epic battle and I'm feeling pretty good. How are you feeling? I feel great. I feel great. I'm very ready to have Jesse make my dream come true of the ultimate triumph of good versus evil, of reality versus fantasy land, and not in a good way, fantasy land. It's like the fantasy land at Disney World at about four in the afternoon when everybody's hot and people are eating those sticky turkey legs and bumping into each other and kids are crying, that fantasy land. Mm. Uh, Sorry for the digression. I'm just looking forward to uh, hearing Jesse... Uh, select lemonade as today's winner. So it's the rest is formality. Uh, Jesse, why don't you go ahead and let us know uh, how I won today? Okay. <laughs> Great. There it is. 
<laughs> you know, your dream is really becoming more of a nightmare because all you did was tell us horrifying things about lemonade. <laughs> okay. Starting at the beginning with taking it personally, I think was the first mm-hmm. game. Great stories. Just going back to the, the setting, the 80s, being nine years old in school, setting everything up. I'm not going to retell it all again, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> the nostalgia of it and the wrongful accusation by evil adults and McGruff the crime dog. Just a great story that you're going to tell your family and friends for years to come. Bigfoot, uh, again, I can't relate to hearing the Hendersons, but I can appreciate a good Bigfoot imposing his life on someone and eventually shaping them completely as a person. Which is what happened. (laughs) I learned the word squatching, and I I really liked Sarah's explanation of how it it opened her mind to all sorts of possibilities. And Not as uh, good a story, though, as Lemonade. I have to say Lemonade took that competition. Mm. It swept it up. I wanted to hear more. As you saw, I I allowed the time to go on. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. Very generous. Or or cheating, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Jesse, I wouldn't stand for that, being accused of being a cheater. But sorry, go ahead. I apologize on behalf of Sarah. Okay. um, That's Poetic was the next game that we played. I just have so many notes of these terrible words. (laughs) Yellow relief. (laughs) All of the puns in this were excellent. Um, all of the plays on words with aid and lemonade and abetting, those were things, aid to my senses, those stood out to me. Very, very good. The use of background music. I feel like you're taking advantage of some, you know, resources that other, other candidates don't have. Yeah. Here. But I'm not going to count it against you. I'm just saying you had an unfair advantage. I'm a craftsman, Jesse. <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> Sarah's fantastic song about Bigfoot. I I got so much joy from that. I'm going to think about it for a while. I sincerely hope that that gets turned into a real song. It was just great. It was well written. There's not much more I can say about it. I love that it was from Bigfoot's perspective. And so I have to give That's Poetic to Bigfoot in typical fashion word, a tie here up to the third game. This is a tight one. I don't know. This is making me a little nervous. My hands are clammy. This was difficult. I'm not sure I've made my decision, but I will by the time I stop talking. Um, (laughs) 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 So I, I love hate finding out information I thought was, was false or true is true or false. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the fact about the 17th century pandemic. And I like the idea of garbage working in your favor the Celine Dion thing, I felt like you were trying to throw us off with the, the minute details, but that was very, very tricky and very smart. The fact about her either being a chip Nazi or learning that she has to control her cravings for ruffles, which is the greatest chip ever. That was interesting. And then you took me right back to horrifying with the red stockings, pink lemonade liar who peddled his disgusting, tainted water to the unknowing carnival attendees. <laughs> it's just history. It's just history. <laughs> it's got its ugly parts. <laughs> Interesting, disgusting, and I think we all learned a lesson. Just don't drink anything from a strange-looking man mm-hmm. serving scoops of liquid from a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's something you should be born with. If not, now you know. Now you know. (laughs) (laughs) Good life advice. (laughs) And on to Sarah's argument about her argument, um, her two truths and a lie, rather. The Olympics, I was certain, just because of Quachi. I figured they'd just name him Squatchy. 
Sasquatch the Musical? I've got to go at least look up what that costume looks like now. I'm totally interested. I feel so guilty about Jane Goodall. Um, I now know that she's a total squatching believer. <laughs> and I uh, can appreciate her having spent so much time around a very real, tangible primate and still believing in the possibility of one that we can't even seem to get real hard evidence other than, you know, a footprint and nothing but endless blurry photographs for some reason with all of the technology we have available. Mm -hmm. um, but the possibility. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, I love, I love a good cryptid. I think I've got to give this to Lemonade, and I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I see her face. <laughs> Even after brown Lemonade? Allow me to expand Please a little do. bit on Lemonade. You don't Justify to... this decision. You don't need to justify anything. You don't want me to talk about how great you are? Oh, please, <laughs> please do. That's all the time we have. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah knows that I love her, and I think all of her opinions are great. I, I feel all the information about Bigfoot is excellent. I really love the song. If that was the only thing, the song would win. But all of the disgusting things I learned about Lemonade, I really like disgusting knowledge mm -hmm. and... Uh, that story, I think, also really put you up in the ranks. It was, it had excitement, passion. It had learning. It had uh, a thirst for knowledge, if you will. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. It had McGruff wow. the Crime Dog. <laughs> it had a good day at school in the 80s. It had drama with the possible nine-year-old selling cocaine out of little baggies at his science fair project. And it had evil adults stripping you of even the honor of displaying your hard work in this competition, which was heartbreaking. So it took me on a roller coaster of emotion. Your slam poetry was really great. And uh, the dirty laundry water, dude, that was just the disgusting cherry picked from some old lady's stocking garbage pile on the Sunday of nasty lemonade facts for me. It was a really, really close, close competition. And Tomorrow I might decide it was Bigfoot that won. But Listen, I'm just glad that John's childhood trauma could be translated into something good for him because this is obviously <laughs> going to be the only bright spot of that otherwise dark, dark time. So you should win. <laughs> awesome decision, Jesse. You made the right one. I'm super psyched about it. I've been just hungry for a victory. Finally got one. Mm. I am uh, just so pleased that I won this thing fair and square. Something about this just just feels wrong to me. I'm sorry. Well, that would feel it would feel wrong to you, Sarah, because I know you didn't expect to lose to me today. But in any case, it's been a great show. Thank you, Jesse, for being on with us today. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I absolutely did. Thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to judge you in Judge Dredd fashion. <laughs> Minus the guns and the helmet and the cool uniform and the darkness. Forgot about the cool helmet part. <laughs> there was a cool helmet, what? wasn't there? Well, uh, yeah, this has been another, another one for the books, Sarah. So thanks for your contributions to art as well. <laughs> if you get a chance and you liked any of my insane babbling, you can also hear me talk to some interesting people, including an episode with Sarah about ghosts on another podcast project called The Uptake, which is just a series of interviews from 2019 or so. It does include my fine colleague, Sarah, explaining the afterlife to us. So if you got a chance, uh, check out The Uptake, any place that you find podcasts. 
Thank you, Jesse. We'd love to have you back sometime. Yes, thank you. I would love to come back. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch everybody next time on No Comparison. Thanks for listening to No Comparison. Stay tuned for outtakes from today's episode. No Comparison is produced by John Taylor and Sarah Baggett, and our music is by Kevin McLeod. You can reach us at nocomparisonpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. So let's step into our no comparison time machine, TM, and uh, see what we got. Why did my voice get so much lower? <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> like, here's the smooth sounds of the RTG. <laughs> Kathleen Turner, is that you? Right? <laughs> that's, like yeah. my, that's like my second, that's like my second 80s female celebrity reference this evening. I had Cheryl Teague's earlier. I love it. I love I, it. I'm, I'm dating myself terribly. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, I'm I'm so pleased to discuss lemonade and vouch for its awesomeness this evening. The history of lemonade. Um, let me start that again. Pause, pausing your time. Pausing your time. Pausing my time because I messed it all up. <laughs> this is just a ploy to get more time. I'm on to you. I'm on to you, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing my notes right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> you good, Jesse? Doing good. You good. Regretting your decision? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> My God, I could have been doing so much else this evening. I'm trying not to be so transparently affected by brown. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to wipe that from the memory banks for a minute. Okay, okay. I think you can. <laughs> It was an unfortunate uh, choice on my part. I had really oh, much man. better material after that. I promise. Sure. I've got a confession to make, and this is a no comparison first. If this changes the outcome, I'm willing to live with it because I know in my heart that I won. What are you gonna say? It. Let's just say if we were playing on today's games, two truths and two lies. It could be that the uh, oh I don't know fourth grade misadventure maybe was really well written. I mean, oh, a fantastic is, story, oh, right? Was it fabricated? <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for being here today. That was a great episode. Good job, everyone. Liar! Liar! That's a dub, that is a W for John. That's an L for Sarah. And um, I cannot believe yeah, you I feel, these levels. This is the only way you could win. I knew it. I knew I smelt a rat. I feel great about it. And if you look in the no comparison handbook of rules, uh, there's nothing that says that taking a personally story has to be 100% true. That's all I'm saying. To quote you, Sarah, there are no rules in any of this. In a court of law, this is called perjury. Good point. Good point. Wait a second. Jesse, you're a huge fan of cosplay and the arts and performance and creativity possibilities is what she said earlier mm -hmm. and that's what i brought you today oh, i brought sweet. you performance and creativity and possibilities and he brought you dishonesty in my heart that story is true i put a lot of work into it and i think you can see that for what it is which is you know a little piece of me put out in a narrative form for the world to consume and do with what you will and i think what you will do is uh, the right thing and stand by your decision but in the interest of fairness and uh, completeness i had to come clean and i uh, defer to you for whatever your ultimate decision might be 
Is that a win for me? Bigfoot all the way? The only thing I hate more than disgusting terminology for drinks is being told that something is completely true and then being told it is a lie. <laughs> She's pitching Bigfoot. You can't prove that he's not real. I can prove You can't can prove, prove my lemonade story's I not real. I can prove real. lemonade's disgusting. You just told us it was You just told us. Yeah, lots of people told us that they saw Bigfoot. I can't believe you did this. I cannot believe you. And I did work really hard on that damn that story. Was I honestly thought it was real. I'm shocked that it's not yeah, real. Yeah, I did too. You, you told it really well. Well, then I don't see why that doesn't get more credit. You're the one who gave yourself up. Yeah, but that, that should also be part of the credit. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay. I didn't have any lemonade stories from being a kid, so I had to come up with Well, what? One. I had a bunch of Bigfoot stories? I've never seen Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> I've never seen it. What? I've never seen it. What? No, I've never seen it. I was born in 87. How am I going to watch that movie? <laughs> wait, wait a second. So you're saying that you never saw the thing you said you saw? And that it didn't influence your life. That's what you just no, said. No, it influenced my life. Hey, Jesse, did you hear that? Nah, didn't see the movie. I didn't movie. say watching it influenced my life. I just said that the existence of the movie influenced my life. And what? It did. Okay. And it did. Mm -hmm. yeah, deal with it. If even part of your story had been real, like you actually True. did the Lemonade Science Fair, and maybe the part about the drugs was a little <laughs> manufactured. Hey, we had the Say No to Drugs uh, pep rally. That part was real. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I can see that I'm, I'm fighting a losing battle with people that have no appreciation for storytelling Go back to doing whatsoever. some science. <laughs> I don't know how you guys argue these topics against each other, even with lies uh, in your arsenal, but <clears throat> I, I enjoyed all the facts I learned. I mm -hmm. enjoyed all of the emotion, mm -hmm. uh, even if it was false. <laughs> so uh, I think I'm swearing off lemonade for good including in the judgment of this competition. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.